welcome to another edition of Reverse Ambition, a podcast that features those who took a leap into their dreams and passion. And I have a very, very, very special guest, this brother, uh, taking the podcast on digital marketing uh, scene by storm. He founded Pod Digital Media, which stands as the first full service agency solely dedicated to servicing multicultural podcasters and their programs. The company works in partnership with leading shows and talent to identify, broker, secure cross-platform brand deals. After announcing the company like early 2018, the agency already on pace to generate over $1.8 million in brand deals in just six months, according to Forbes magazine, representing a current roster of 420 podcasts at all levels that collectively account for over 7 million weekly streams. Welcome my good brother, my frat brother, by the way, Gary, GC, Gary, Coach, you say that now, see your last name, bro? I always know this brother's GC. That's Kwasi. Kwasi, Kwasi. Yo, welcome, brother. Oh, man, thank you, man. Thank you thanks for having me, man. man. Glad, to, glad to be here with you. Congratulations, man, on your, on your, 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 your doing a damn thing and, you know, taking the podcast digital media by storm, bro. Like, you know, I, but then again, I'm not surprised. Your energy is like so, it's crazy. You know what I'm saying? So I'm going to, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about, you know, where you are right now, but I like to take my listeners through a journey in terms of what led you up to where you are right now. So we would say, yo, take me through your journey, starting from where, you know, where you from a little bit, then where you went to school and what you majored in. All right, I'm going to let you go. Absolutely, man. Absolutely, man. Um, Well, uh, my journey started out in Rockland County. Let's take a step back, actually. Started out in Haiti. Wow. Uh, I moved to the States. I moved to the States when I was 16. And, uh, you know, I learned English, really learned English at 18. So, um, at 18 so years like, old, you cool. learn English? Yeah, man. Because I moved here when I was, yeah, when, when I was 16 going 16. And I, I really learned English towards the tail end of my high school, you know, my high school years. So, so about a year and a half to like fully learn and start mastering the language. Even still now, um, you know, we're talking about 22 years later, I still have an accent. Uh-huh. But you can't get rid of that because that's just part of who you are. Um, but yeah, I went to Ninth High School in Rockland County, which is a suburb about 35 minutes outside of Manhattan. Um, I went to school in White Plains in Westchester. I went to Berkeley College. That's where I got my bachelor's from. And uh, But while there, I studied international business, so I had an opportunity to study in London um, for a couple semesters. So I studied out in London, um, Regent College. Uh, this was back in 2001. Um, so that sort of really opened my eyes to give me sort of that global perspective. Okay. Um, and then came back, and then that's basically when I kicked off my career in corporate America. Okay, what did you do once you came back from London and uh, you said, okay, I'm going to attack corporate America? When like I came I... back from London, yeah, when I came back from London, man, it was like really just trying to get in the corporate world. So therefore, um, I didn't feel like, you know, I, I, unfortunately, I didn't have what, what, I didn't have a mentor or any older brother to sort of really guide me. Mm-hmm. So it was really me trying to find my own path. So I did a couple sales gigs. Um, you know, I did a couple sales gigs where I was just, you know, cold calling. Uh, I did a couple door-to-door sales gigs. And then, but I've always known that I wanted it to be in market. Okay. 
I wanted to be the guy in some capacity to really come up whether with, with an idea, with a strategy, or the execution of a marketing campaign. I know that's what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so therefore, I was always trying to find ways to get into that world so that I can really, so that I can really make an impact. So, um, so I got that opportunity in 2000 and um, I went to 2005. Um, where I started working for an agency that focused on digital marketing. Okay. How did you get so that, that job? That, that, like, I feel as though I asked myself that, but it was one of those days where I really hated what I was doing. I didn't feel like I was making enough money. And I literally went amongst com and just started applying away. Oh, wow. I don't even know which job I was applying to. I was just applying away. So I was applying away, and I got this email from HR lady. It was so bad. Like when I went to the interview, I don't even know which. I didn't even know which. You know, I didn't even know which when I had applied for the job. Oh wow! So, but I went on the interview and I aced, and I aced it. Like you know, I aced the interview, and the guy was just like, "Man, you know, we'd love to have you. You seem young, you seem hungry, um, and you seem you seem like you want you seem like a sponge. We want to bring you on board where we can actually, in fact, um, mold you so you can learn more about the, the digital marketing industry." I was like, "I'm ready. Let's do it." Right. Um, and that's really why it really kicked off my digital marketing career. And I went to work for that company for about close to two years. And then from there, I left the agency side. I went on the client side where I was working in, in-house for a brand. That went well also. So that's what, that's what really, so now I had the agency experience, and then now I had the in-house experience that really started to really hone, um, sort of really enhance my marketing skills. Uh, as to how I was approaching, um, as to how I was approaching different, different campaigns. Right. So you said, you know, you didn't yeah. have any mentors in college. Do you acquire them during these opportunities or, you know, you were still trying to figure things out Absolutely. on your own? No, nah, man, I think right now, I think that's one of my, uh, you know, that's, that's definitely one of my mission now to really make sure that I can be a mentor to young, to younger brothers. Okay. I think I, I'm, I'm, I'm a firm believer that representation matters. Uh-huh. The more people that you see that looks like you that are doing bigger things, the more you sort of inspired to do those things, to do those things. And if those people can reach back out and sort of really teach you about the process and how they got there, the better it will be for you. So I feel like I definitely made some of your mistakes, but if I had a mentor, I think those would have been averted. But I still got to where I'm at now. However, I felt like I could have gotten here quicker if I had a mentor. If I really had someone that was really guiding me and really coaching me through the entire process. Right. Even from the college college selection process and what are you going to study and those types of things. I, I feel like they're, they're very important. And I think mentorship um, mentorship is very important. And that's something I'm actually taking very serious too. I'm taking very serious. And of course, me being a part of Kappa Alpha Psi. Uh, fraternity is definitely one of the things that I'm really looking to. Uh, uh, I'm really looking to uh, to step up. That's what's uh, and start doing more and more. That's what's uh, yeah, man. So you know, you believe in you know mentoring. You know, you've acquired you know experience from both sides of the agency in terms of the 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 the, the marketing side. What you know in terms of both sides? What does that mean? Like you know, in terms both sides means. When yeah, when you work for an agency, that means you have a lot of clients. You have a lot of clients that you you're working for a lot of. Uh, uh, you know, you're working for the clients. You're servicing the clients because the agencies, the agencies basically people come to the agencies looking for for the expertise for both strategy and execution. Mm-hmm. So therefore, I might be working on different lines of business. I might be working on the sports. I was working on Major League Baseball. I was working for for South Avenue was one of our clients. 
I was working with, um, I was working on a formal brand. So you're working on different verticals. Okay. And that's on the agency side. However, when you're in-house now, if you're if you're in-house, you're only working for that specific brand. Okay. You're not working multiple. You're not working on different verticals. I get you know it. What I'm saying? I get so, it. Yeah. All right. Cool. Which, that's basically what that's basically what that is. So which which side you thrive more, in, you know, in-house? Man, that's a good question. I think I personally think agency life just teaches you so much more because your everything is moving at 100 miles per hour. Uh-huh. So therefore, you have to be on your toes because you have different clients, you're dealing with different personalities, you're dealing with different budgets. You know, you're de- you're dealing you're dealing with different industries. So you so you really have to react differently versus in-house. If you're working for a beauty brand, you you so you know that vertical is just all beauty. But if you're working for a beauty brand, you're working for a sports brand, you're working for a CPG brand. So you just have to react differently. Right. Uh, so I think agency life teaches you, you learn so much more being on the agency side because everything is coming at you 100 miles So you got like a lot more exposure from different angles and, you know. Exactly. Okay. So let's get, let's, exactly. let's get to it. You know, now that you've infiltrated, you know, you know, the, you know, marketing and what you wanted to do, what led you to like, you know, see this opportunity and start Pod Digital Media? Of course. Um, it's, I think the first thing is, man, is, is being hungry and being curious, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and never being, and never being complacent. So I'm definitely one of those guys that I'm never looking to, to stay in one place and be happy with where I'm at. I'm always saying, what is next? What are we doing next? How do we get to the next level? How do we do things differently? Right. And that's always been at my, at my corporate jobs also. If, you know, if I have a director role, how do I get to the VP role? You know, if I'm at the VP role, how do I get to the SVP role? So I'm always looking for the next level. And, and that could either be good or bad. But when you actually have the right discipline, and you're able to manage your ambitions, you can certainly take you places. Mm-hmm. So I certainly want to start by saying that I'm always hungry. I'm always looking for the next opportunity. Therefore, that's what led me to 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 finding Pod Digital to even to even know that the opportunity existed within the podcast. Right. Um, so therefore, I've always wanted to, even though I've always had a, a, a corporate life, a corporate career, I've always wanted to own and have my and 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 have and have a company right um and i never wanted to just have a company for the sake of saying yeah i'm a ceo and you're a ceo of you and no one knows who you are you're not doing anything that's like delivering tangible results that doesn't that 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 never made sense to me so i really wanted to when i wanted to when i decided to take the leap i i wanted to delete on something that i truly believe in on something that i know for a fact that i can deliver um, and, and that's when this opportunity came about. So when I saw the, when, when, when I saw the opportunity and I realized that the podcast space as a new medium is growing, yet there is no, there is no multicultural representation. Um, there is no agency that focused on the multicultural segment. I said, this was a fun. It felt right. Um, I've never been married before. Um, and I think that's the feeling of when you know you've met the one because your gut just keeps telling you this is it. Wow. And okay. For, for months, for months, it was the idea was like, it was not everywhere I turned, it was something in, re, in relation to podcasts. It was something that was saying, uh-huh. podcasts, I thought it was growing tremendously. 
new podcast is being run by Oprah. Our new podcast is being run by Kelly DeGeneres. More people are joining the podcast space. Mm-hmm. So everywhere I turned, the universe made it its business to place podcasts everywhere. Right. You know, so therefore for me, so I really, so when, when, when the opportunity came about, I really started doing my due diligence. I did my research for about, uh, I want to say for close to nine months before I launched the company. Okay. Because I, would, I said to myself, if we're going to launch this company, if we're going to enter this new space, we need to make sure we're fully prepared in all aspects in, in all aspects, so that we can truly make an impact. Right. And that's exactly what we did. Yeah, that's exactly what we did. How are you so, able... Um, so I was going to say, how were you able to gather 420 different podcasts? How did you get them to buy in to your digital media agency and what you could provide them? I mean, it was simple. For, for, for the podcasters, it was simple. Simply because people are creating dope content on a day-to-day basis. Their content, you know, it, 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 it's content of good, of, of good quality. And they're taking the time to... Uh, to create this podcast, yet they're not monetizing it. Mm. So when we came around and we said, hey, listen, you're creating a great podcast, you have a good content, however, we can really help you uh, bridge the gap between you and some and some advertisers, that's an easy conversation because no one is going to say no to money. Basically, you say, um, I, I, so I could bring you a check, period, and that was it. <laughs> I could bring you a check, right, right. You know what I'm saying? I can, let me bring you a check. Let me help you monetize your show. Right. And I don't promise, I don't promise you a million dollars. I don't promise you, you know, a hundred million dollars, but I promise you in some shape or form, we're going to bring your advertisers to your show. Right. And once you tell, once you reach out to people and you start telling them that, and actually, in fact, you follow through and you start delivering on that, Mm -hmm. the words get around to other podcasters and say, hey, well, I've been listening to your show for the last four months. I didn't hear any ads. All of a sudden, you're getting all these ads on your show. Who's helping you? Oh, by the way, it's this company called Pod Diesel Media. You need to reach out to them. So the words really got around quickly. And to this point of this day, we have over, I want to say over 100 podcasters in the queue um, that's waiting to be represented by our, by our team. Wow. So therefore, we're always, we're, you know, and we're always looking for new shows. We're always looking for, uh, for the podcasters so that we can ensure that we have the right inventory so we can fix ads for advertising. Right. So... In terms of, okay, we saw you, how you capture the podcast to her side. Now, how do you, like, go in, you know, get the opportunities to go in and, like, pitch these major brands? Is it, you know, relationships you've had or are you just cold calling or what? You know, take take your door-to-door, door-to-door experience and just, boom, you know, bang down doors? Listen, everything came into play, man. Like, everything came into play. And definitely not going to sit here and tell you it was one strategy that worked. Mm-hmm. It was everything from, from my days of cold calling, from my days of going door to door, from my agency days. Everything just came in. Everything just like, everything real, all my experience from my previous life came into play in terms of making sure this company. So, everything you've been through so kind of prepared you for this opportunity, right? You know, this current moment. Absolutely, absolutely. But 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 definitely the relationship and the fact that I've worked at all those large agencies for the past few years was definitely, of course, played a big role. Simply because it prepared me to understand what it takes to get on the media plan. Mm-hmm. How do how does a how does a new medium how do the how do people plan out for for TV? How do they plan out for radio? How do they plan out for search and social marketing for social media marketing? 
So therefore, I understand I, I understand all those processes, what it takes. So therefore, when I know I have a new product that advertisers are interested in, I basically know how what what it takes to to get the eyeballs on that on on the on on said product. Right. So therefore, I was able to go back to those agency years, the agency experience, and reaching out to those folks I've worked with to understand to be to basically to have the opportunity to present them the company, then the, the uh, my new company, what we were working on. Uh-huh. Um, and therefore, podcasting a new medium, there's certainly an appetite an appetite for it. And then when you pair that with the fact that we focus on a multicultural segment, and the multicultural segment has a three point four trillion dollar buying power. Therefore, if you present, if you talk to them in a way that they can understand that's relatable, that's authentic, you can certainly get the attention for them to buy into your products and services. Right, right. And that's what the pod, and that's what the podcast space offers. Okay, okay. So you, so you think like the podcast and uh, space is like brand new for the most part and. Where do you think, you know, the industry, you know, is going in terms of, you know, market share, revenue, and all that good stuff? I mean, it's, it's, it's absolutely growing. Mm-hmm. It's, it's growing. It's not going anywhere. Uh, when, you understand, when, you, when you take, when you, when you understand influencer marketing, how now currently brands are paying top dollars for, you know, for social media um, influencers to promote to promote their brand. That's a you know that's a huge deal. Mm-hmm. But when you think back, the radio DJ was the first influencer. Mm. If you if you think about right. it, right? Like when your DJ was saying, "Hey, this new album is coming out. Let's let's you know go buy this album." The, the, the radio DJ was the first super influencer. Um, so therefore, um, so therefore. If now the radio DJ is influencer marketing is used, right? Right. Because brands are buying into it, and the radio DJ was the first influencer because the fact that all the, the the power of audio of listening to someone tell you what it is you should buy into, what it is that should be doing, and then now you're understanding the shift, the digital shift that's happening because now you don't want to exactly have to because we're all in the go to actually tune in to, let's say, Power 105 or 97.1 because you're on the go. However, with the digital space, how now you can sort of listen to your favorite DJ or your favorite personality because they have a podcast. Now, the power of audio allows that podcaster to be your influencer. Right. So the fact that now you're listening to a podcast, you're listening to a podcast and your your VJ, your DJ, your, your favorite you know, financier person I'm giving you financial advice or your favorite startup guy, entrepreneur, you're letting you know what it is that they're doing, you're going to buy into it. Right. So therefore, podcast as a medium is only going to continue to grow. Okay. Just to give you some perspective, in 2015, the ad, the dollars being spent on podcasts was about two, I want to say $117 million, mm-hmm. which is peanuts, by the way. However, by the end of this year, it's projected to be at seven hundred million dollars. Wow, wow! So this is only within this is only within a two year this 2017-2019 to forcibly jump that high. Absolutely, let you know where the medium is going. Right. So the podcast podcast is a podcast is a category. Podcast is a podcast as a unit is absolutely growing. Right. So that's dope. I mean, that mean you in you know we're there at the right time. Where do you see Pod Digital Media in five years? 
Pocket's been in five years is right now we've grown the company uh, from a team of one to now we have, you know, we have a, we have sales rep in California. We have sales rep in Chicago. We have sales rep in Detroit. Wow. I think for us is, is for us, I think for us, it's certainly uh, um, not only growing the list of advertising that we have mm-hmm. um, to, to, to bigger, to bigger, to bigger advertisers, but also us creating our own content employing podcasters to create content that we will actually own right now out of the 400 podcasters that we work with we only have i want to say about three to five shows that's 100 percent owned by us mm. so within the next three to five years like we, we're looking for that number to grow in terms of us owning and creating good content right on top of on top of working still work with other podcasters of course um, but owning or owning your own original content and growing the company to bigger and better advertising. Right. Question: Why is that number so low in terms of ownership of you know our own content and stuff? Oh well, it's because we don't need we don't need to own the shows now for the ad placement. Okay, it's not you know we don't, we don't need to own it simply because given the fact that we have access to so many different podcasters. Like, we don't necessarily need to go ahead and own any of those shows. Like, we can certainly, like you as a podcaster, we can certainly work with you and say, hey, we want, you already have your podcast off the ground. All we want to do is leverage your platform for ad placement. Okay. Therefore, we don't need to own, we don't need to own your show because then by us owning the show means that we're taking full responsibility of paying for your studio time, paying for your equipment, etc. Right. We don't need to do that at this stage. We don't need to do that at this stage. Okay. Okay, I got it. Oh, so you guys going to be owning um podcasts in the future. Exactly. Oh exactly. Okay, that's dope. That's dope. You you know, get all get get everything. <laughs> get all the revenue coming in. Right, exactly. Exactly. Man, so yo man, you've been doing you've done so much in a short period of time, man. What advice would you give anyone who's looking to whatever the goals and passions they have to achieve it in such a short period of time six months 1.8 million i'm sure that's peanuts comparing but for someone starting from scratch that's a lot especially in the multicultural you know you know market what advice do you have for anyone who's looking to kind of get it going to take that leap um you know to do whatever they want to do in terms of entrepreneurship create you know create being creative or whatever you know what would you tell them i think i mean for anyone it doesn't matter whether it's a podcast space digital space or you know whatever new business that you want to launch i think it's all about it's all in the planning process planning process if, okay if, if, if you're if, if if you're planning it's the planning and also the processes that you put in place for you to be successful mm. therefore Again, when I say that it took us, you know, it took about nine to ten months before launching the company, that was like us making sure that the minute that we launch from day one, that we can start going 100 miles per hour. Mm. That we're ready for whatever's coming out. So, therefore, that doesn't happen. I mean, there's a lot of learning on the go that we have to do. There's a lot of adjustment mm-hmm. because you have to have, you have to instill a level of flexibility and in your processes and also in your business. However, um, most importantly, the, the planning got to be so Right. So therefore, knowing what you're getting into, how you're getting into it, and what role do you play, what role will you be playing? Okay. So therefore, once you understand that and that's crystal clear, it doesn't matter the industry, you'll always be setting yourself up for success because your planning has been, your, your planning is thorough 
and then you place the right members, the right pieces in place so that the execution part can be done seamlessly. Right. And I think for us is, you know, when we talk about, uh, you know, people, you know, we've pitched, we've pitched everyone, you know, we've pitched McDonald's, we've pitched Toyota, every single brand that you know that recognizable brand, Coke, uh, Coca-Cola, Sprite, uh, like every single brand that you know that's a recognizable brand, we've had an opportunity to pitch them. Whether or not we've won the business, that's a whole different story. However, the fact that we've had the opportunity to pitch them still speaks to the fact that we, our planning process was, was done thoroughly enough for us to know who we're going to attack, when we're going to attack them, how do we reach them, and then how do we make sure that when we get an opportunity to get in front of them, that our story is thorough enough so they can understand what it is that we're doing. Right. Um, so therefore, I think everyone, I think, you know, everyone, everyone, has, everyone has ideas, everyone wants to be successful, but the tedious part of planning and making sure that every single aspect, what happens from step A to step Z is really thought out and planned out. Those steps get missed because everyone's trying to step corners and that's when you lose. Right. But however, when you do take the time to understand what your process looks like, from step A, I'm going to step B, from step D, I'm going to step C. Oh, I learned this in step C. Okay, cool. I can jump to step E, but making sure that at least step C, D is thought out, is addressed, that way you're just, that's how you set yourself up. Right. So, um, so yeah, man, I really like to talk to and find entrepreneurs, small business owners about creating processes. Mm-hmm. The processes help you help you strengthening your, your infrastructure and your infrastructure is now stable enough to sustain any type of pressure that comes through so that you can that you can go through the storms and, and your business is still standing and you're still be, and, and you can be successful. Yeah. So so that's definitely the advice I have for for, for anyone else. So bottom line, you can't be like F this job, I'm gonna quit and I'm start my own business. You just gotta make sure F this job, let me figure out what I'm gonna do, make sure I plan it from point A to point, you know, Z. And then once you get that plans, you know, in place, then you're like, okay, I'm ready to like take this leap. Got it. All right. Yo, man. Yo, listen. Yeah. I know you got a lot going on, bro. Thank you for mm-hmm. your time. You know, you you know, in such a short period. My podcast usually go about a long, uh, you know, longer, like an hour. But I know you, you know, I'm not surprised, man. You, 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 you know, you, you make things happen on a quick, <laughs> quickly. So and I think you <laughs> dropped a lot of nuggets in within a half an hour. I've been talking to you. So thank you, bro. Appreciate your time and, and good luck with pod digital media keep doing your thing and you know yo 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 thank you all for tuning into reverse ambition podcast it is really a pleasure sharing these amazing journeys with you it may take some time for you to find your purpose and realize your dreams or for your purpose and dreams to find you when it happens don't be afraid to pursue them be more afraid if you don't trust god Trust your journey, and most important, trust yourself, and it will all work out. Until next time, I am Kelsey Cooper, the social broker. Thanks again for listening.